And welcome to another Round the Rotary podcast with me, your host, J.P. Warren. And uh, this is actually a pretty special uh, podcast we're doing today. We're, uh, we're having dinner here at the Capital Petroleum Consultant's office, and we decided why not do a Halloween special because Halloween is coming up. And we're all big <laughs> Halloween <laughs> Halloween fanatics. And, and before, let me announce who we have in the studio today. We have a, a good buddy of mine, uh, Jake or Jacob Voss, who is the drilling engineer supervisor. supervisor at Conoco Phillips, and also sitting to my left, we have my better half, the one uh, that you may have heard her music in uh, the intro and outro of Around the Rotary podcast, my beautiful wife and talented wife, Monica Lee Warren. Hello. How are you doing today, Monica? I'm excellent. Well, I, before we begin, I think I ha- I'm, I'm sitting here in full makeup and... You have no makeup on. Well... Jake has makeup on. <laughs> Jake, Jake's got the guy liner on, but I got... Okay, this is a little bit better. All right. Now, now we can start talking. <laughs> so anyway, so this is the Round the Rotary podcast special. Ooh. Ooh. And you know what? This actually kind of fell on a perfect time too, Jake, because in the news in this past week, um, we've heard of the uh, huge deal right now that's hitting the, hitting the, the headlines of uh, the oil and gas... Uh, uh, industry, which is the the merge between Conoco and Concho, but we're not here to talk about that today. Thank we're here goodness. to talk about horror. Well, why am I here then? We're here to talk about horror movies. That's why. Um, I brought Monica in, my wife, because she is a self proclaimed horror guru. Yes, is that correct? That is a fact. And um, you pretty much watch. You're one of those um, psychos that watches scary movies. Yes, by themselves. I am. And I actually, I woke up this morning, and the first thing that I put on was Cape Fear. Do you remember that movie? Oh, whoa. Who, that's uh, Rob De Niro's in there, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yes. Juliet Lewis. You put that? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. That's how I started the day. And where was JP? He was actually setting up here, cleaning and getting ready for today. That's right. We got to work on a Saturday. <laughs> There's no weekends or holidays in the oil field. Well, uh, Jake, I think we have to do just give us a quick background because I want to dive into the good stuff. All right. Uh, started in the industry in t- 2011 and uh, been with Conoco the whole time. Kind of bounced around from Alaska, where I was from, and uh, ended up in Houston about three years ago, right around the time Har- Hurricane Harvey hit. So, so actually, that's that's how we can kind of get kicked off. Uh-huh. So, uh, the first time I met you, right, mm-hmm. it was at the uh, it, was a, it was a Rockets game, right, and you told me that you were from Alaska. Oh yeah, and <laughs> what's what's the village? Barrow, and and that's where what documentary was filmed? Thirty Days of Night. Thirty Days of Night, the uh, the vampire movie with Josh Harnett. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Well, before we get so, that, is that how you kind of fell in love with uh, with horror movies and 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 that type of stuff? No, that's uh, that's going back to like uh, Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. That's the so my cousin. We lived in Teacher Complex. That's where my folks uh, how they ended up in Alaska. So they lived ten feet down the hall, and we go over to uh, our type of blockbuster, which was a little almost shack that had movies and we go rent all the old classic scary movies wasn't that the best back in the day like going to like the the video store and like and like looking oh, at like I the loved that. looking like the at, oh. the at the horror covers and like like the creative like artwork and like the creepiness of it like that's kind of what drew me in on it and that's how you pick the movies it was based on the art on the actual either DVD or VHS. Oh the man, time. there's so many good ones. <laughs> Just on that, yeah, I remember go, I remember going to the, the the video store when I was a kid too. That was that was always a good time. Oh, yeah. Unless you uh, got the movie home and then you saw that it wasn't rewound and then you're like, oh, this is going to be forever. Oh, you remember the automatic uh, taper winding machines? We weren't that fancy. Well, we weren't too, but I heard about them. <laughs> we didn't have those in Connecticut. All right. So I guess let's get this kicked off. And Monica, so what, 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 
Why are you so into to horror films? I have no idea. I don't know what happened to me as a child, but um, I just we can remember, talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember um, being young, and my dad would always try to send me upstairs so he could watch horror movies, and I would sneak downstairs, and you know, I'd watch the entire thing, and I loved it. I I just I think it was the first was Dracula, Bram Stoker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's with uh, Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, Winona Ryder. And um, I don't know. There was definitely just this appeal, you know, just the horror movie and being scared and what would you do, the survivalism. (laughs) You know what's funny? That whole survivalism thing. I mean, we just watched, uh, was it uh, Alive, Hashtag Alive, whatever you want to call it on Netflix. And like, I thought that was really good because that like shows you like, Kind of what ha- happens like during like a like a when you know shit hits the fan all of a sudden when there's a zombie outbreak, oh, and yeah. it just like you know didn't have enough supplies and just kind of went through. I mean, most people are like, "Oh man, I just grab a bat and go swing at some heads," <laughs> but man, I don't know about that. I mean, you like to say that you would, but if that stuff's happening, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Jake, I haven't seen it, but you'd almost think after quarantining and having the stay home orders, people would have a little bit more supplies. So right. maybe. I just don't see what toilet paper is going to do in the zombie apocalypse. I don't think it'll do much unless you uh, light them on fire and throw them at them. But all right, let's get let's get this. Uh, so Jake, uh, you so Monica, you're a musician. Yes. Right. Uh, right. You want to give us a little background on that? Um, man. Okay. So I I started when I was twelve. Um, from my stepdad, he was actually sort of the music mentor in my life. Um, and thank goodness my dad and my stepdad got along. So it was, there was never any tension. Well, talk me. about your stepdad. I mean, you're, you're, what I'm picturing is, this, is this, you know, Mr. Holland's Opus, this nerd walking in with a, with glasses and a pocket protector. I mean, and like a composer. Oh my gosh. So when I first met him, it was so embarrassing. He is, um, he's British, but he grew up in Turkey. You know, so he did a lot of boarding school and that kind of thing. So when I first saw him, he is like five foot one. All right. He had long hair just right above his chest. And like us, Jake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. And he, he was very in shape and he would wear the shortest shorts. Okay. That you, like his, the butt cheeks would hang out. This the 80s? This was the early 90s, but uh, I guess that was like the look, because I remember even telling my mama, I think, mama, I think he might be into men. I don't <laughs> think that he's like into women. And she would laugh, you know, knowing that he's trying to date her. Um, but no, I, that was just the look at the time. So there wasn't too much respect for this man when I first met him. But oh my gosh, he was a, he was definitely a force to be reckoned with. So he's, he kind of got you uh, set up with the guitar, started you teaching <laughs> yes. you uh, Texas blues and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was the one that kind of got my foot in the door. I started playing in, in clubs when I was young. So Really? Yeah. Like how like 13 years old playing in clubs? You know, like that. We don't have to talk about that. You already know. So Jake, how did you get involved in uh you, you also uh, play you you pick the strings, right? Occasionally. Occasionally. So how did you get started in that? Uh Kind of the parents, they're elementary school, put me in piano class. And uh, being up in Alaska at the time, we were very fortunate to have an amazing musical director. So uh, he taught sixth grade all the way through 12th. Uh, started playing the saxophone then. and uh, You played the sax? I did. Dude, That's I, awesome. I always wanted to play the saxophone. Like, But it, but you couldn't get into the 
brass band until like sixth grade. So fifth grade, I chose, I believe it down here, you call it the fiddle, but we called it a violin, <laughs> a proper violin. <laughs> Can you still play? No, I can't. Mm, I can't play the saxophone either. Okay. Well, not anymore. But uh, no, my uncle, same one that kind of lived right down the hall, he he had always played guitar and stuff. And let's see, I guess it was my freshman year in high school, my brother learned how to play guitar in college. Mm-hmm. And he came back and was like playing for us and horrible. He knew two songs, the sweater song from Weezer and Save Tonight. That's a great Eagle Eye Cherry. Okay. And, uh, oh, save tonight. I can oh, just imagine dude jamming on the guitar like at an after party. You're like, put that away, bro. Oh, so Thanksgiving, I'd always go and spend you know the week with him. And uh, him and his buddies, they kind of had it strategically placed. So they'd have these big house parties. Yeah. By the end of the night, you know, some some girl would be like, oh, who plays guitar? And he's like, oh, I do. I guess let me just bust it out real quick. And he'd play these two songs. And I'm just like, gosh, this is embarrassing. And next thing I know, those two are, are hanging out the rest of the night. And I'm like, Maybe that is the the, the trick. So. See, I feel like I would if I ever picked up the guitar, it would definitely be why the majority to get girls. You know what I mean? To get girls. Well, probably. I mean, that definitely was my motive at the beginning. But uh, I had always grown up with music. I mean, we had one radio station uh, where I grew up, and, okay. and half the time it was uh, national public radio. The other time it was kind of the the native uh, drums and music and tundra everything. Music. Yeah, tundra drums, is right? What they tundra drums. So. Um, yeah, grew up on on the Eagles, Jackson Brown, all all the classic stuff. And so we actually had a pretty good time. What was that two years ago when uh, when uh, I, y'all invited us to go to Austin with y'all to go see Fleetwood Mac, and oh you had a gosh, surprise that was for amazing. us. Amazing. Where we you actually signed us up to meet Mick Fleetwood, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, my f- folks had to back out, and I thought, who t- who would be the two people that would want to go and enjoy this as much? We as love us? you. So, <laughs> so how? So, so I guess I mean, so you're stuck on the classic rock. I mean, Jackson Brown, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac. But then it was everything else. I mean, let's see. As embarrassing as it sounds, growing up, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC were big. Britney Spears. So my cousins, and I all listened right. to that. But then you know, we listened to rap, kind of just everything. And and I guess as I started playing more music, I realized how much I enjoyed. The singing song right, right, portion of right. it. And that's when I got introduced uh, about junior year to, to Texas country. So Randy Rogers, Josh Abbott band. So do you, all, so, all do you, uh, so do you do anything with this besides just play it at the house and jam out? Uh, so in college, ended up uh, me and a, one of my good buddies, Jake Miller. He uh, He's a listener. Yeah, yeah, he is. He actually works for Kraken. So. Oh, okay. uh-huh. Hi, Jake um, Miller. We uh, went to see Merle Haggard in college. Um, had a great time, got a little sauced up, and, and that night we were sitting at a bar and started writing songs, if we ever had a band, that we would play. Oh. And uh, the next day he called me and said, hey, my other buddies, you know, they he's a lead guitarist and, and a bass player. And so, so he's kind of like, hey, let's do this. Let's do it. And the first day, it was almost like magic. What Everything was the band was, name? Mama Tried. Mama Tried? Haggard. Okay, yeah. I like that. All of us were Mama's boys. So, uh, yeah, played Played uh, in a college band all throughout college, and then uh, here recently, uh, kind of on an eight eight year hiatus, and our our friends all started getting married. So uh, the the one gal who was kind of our band manager ended up saying, "Hey, why don't you guys come up? And it'd be cool if you two got to play a right. song." Times are tough. We don't want to spend money on a DJ or, or a real band. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. get, let's get the band back together. Let's well, get these guys. We surprised her. Got the whole band back together. Okay. After that everyone else for every summer. So we were just up in Montana about a month and a half ago, and we went and played. So, so you're kind of on tour a little bit. A, a little bit. A little bit. The the two nights that we get to play. So <laughs> yeah, but that's awesome. got to be such a cool experience going to a wedding. It's like you're it's like your friends up there jamming for you. Oh yeah. 
yeah. know what I mean? You pick up right where you left off, and you know we were all nervous, like man, we haven't played in eight years, all this stuff. But every one of us was an engineer and grew up, yeah, you know, with a musical background and stuff. So. I mean, it was a little rough after cracking a few beers. Next thing you know, everything kind of starts coming back together. So, Well, Mama tried and looks like Mama succeeded. It so did. She should be proud of you. So, Monica, tell me about your first couple bands. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, you, and you play primarily guitar. Yeah. So I, I started... love learning about you on this podcast. I love learning about my wife. I don't know anything. <laughs> on Round the Rotary. That's right. Um, I started on drums. That was, I, my mom put me in, in uh, lessons and I wasn't really feeling it. So uh, then she transferred over to hand drums, the jambe and all that, okay. congas, all that. Okay. So uh, you're a percussionist. Yes, yeah. which is why I'm always beating on your leg when music is going. That's, that's. It's always a little bit off, but that's the, inside, that's the inside joke we have. <laughs> never off. Um, and then I, I, when Leo came around and he, he taught me about three chords and I took those three chords and I think I wrote four songs. Really? Yeah. And then um, I think I was, he was probably my first band, but we didn't have a, a band name. It was just, we would perform. Okay. Um, but my first band was actually Siren. I was 16. Okay. Um that was a fun one. I'm actually friends with Michael on my Facebook still, and I always wondered if that was ever going to try to pick back up again. The band. The band. And then um, the second one was Soul, S-O-L, and that was, a, that was a fun one, too. That was more of like the when Gwen Stefani came out. Oh, out. yeah. It was very empowering for the 90s It was like women. a very ska, uh, reggae right. sound. So. I had a blast with that one. And then blues, you know, blues has always just been... Yeah, you you play, uh, was it Texas blues you define it? Mm-hmm, Texas blues. It's it's predominantly there. Well, JP, what band were you in growing up? Well, I'll answer that for you guys since you guys didn't ask me. Um, fourth grade, Mac, De- Mac DeVito, a Wait, fellow... Wait, but we know you. This is why we didn't ask. Nobody Sorry. knows me on the podcast. <laughs> on for- in fourth grade, uh, Mac DeVito, who actually will be brought up several times in this podcast just because... We, he is my horror, like growing up, best friends, horror music, and we started a band, right? He had a bass guitar, and I had like this little Casio keyboard. We were called the Fortune Tellers. That's a good name. What did y'all play? We played in his room on the ground. Like, but what music? Fortune Tellers. Something was like a Blue Oyster Cult like tribute, I guess, if you want to call it that. DeVito, we love you. So let's get hey so let's get so now we're on the music music uh, path of this podcast. We're talking music and movies today. All right, that's what we're doing. All right, the music and macabre. All right, <laughs> and because uh, it's a Halloween special. All right, and Halloween this year is probably be different than any other year because of everything that's going on right now. So I think we need to bring, you know, the 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 older generation, the the our generation, the younger generation together with some really good horror movie discussions. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm game. But let's start off with this. You wanted to bring up because music's so important to you and to you is uh, the the five song soundtrack of your life. And at first, I thought when you texted me this morning that you want to talk about this. I thought it was like top five songs. So why don't you just start and then you can go, Monica, and then I'll just kind of chime in at the at the end. I was actually going to put you on the spot and let you go first. Well, yes, Jake, mm-hmm. I concur. So this is this is a test of critical thinking right now. Yes. So it's a it's a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. It won't be a soundtrack. This will be kind of like a, I guess, a genre stage of like different periods of my life. I guess the first one would be Depeche Mode that I can remember really getting into. All right. 
then it would have to be, I guess it would have to be Van Halen. All right. Big, you know, Boston, Van Halen, those guys. Um, Blue Oyster Cult in high school was big just because DeVito was into it too. So it was kind of something we got into. Then I kind of started dabbing a little EDM, a little techno. All right. When I started studying abroad. All right. I feel like I imported techno into the U.S. back in the uh, early 2000s. That's my claim (laughs) to fame. That and sushi. Like you say, you brought sushi in from Alaska. I say I brought in uh, techno from uh, Europe. And then um, it'd kind of have to be, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Monica Lee since I met her five years ago. Um, She's a musician. That was well done. (laughs) Well, not only that, not only that, the the, the reason I did that also, and I said that is because no matter if I'm in trouble, this is online. This is permanent. I'll just play it. I'll be like, babe. (laughs) It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's a, yeah, 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 on the multiple. You're never in trouble. On the multiple. Ever. So... Um, man, it, it, it'd be pretty tough, man. I, but I'd have to say a couple songs in the past couple of years that kind of stuck out to me is uh, Van Morrison to the Mystic, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Thunder Road. I used to sing those two songs to Evelyn when she was a newborn. Yeah. Yeah. She used to call it the Thunder Song. Um, I really dig your song, Fire. Thank you. Um, and man. I've written about Leo, my stepdad. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, besides that, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, man, I'm a, a 80s rock and roll type of guy you know what i mean i dig the 70s obviously black sabbath early stuff actually it was my dad my parents second date was i think i want to see black sabbath first date was tina turner oh really fun fact hmm. now so, we're learning stuff about jp but it's yes. not about me it's about you two it's about all of us so jake why don't you take the uh, why don't you take the mic right now and this uh, the five song soundtrack of your life go so i texted it to you thinking i would have five songs but uh kind of like you ended up doing the genre thing as well Two songs. It's tough, man. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's like, you know, what food would you have the rest of your life? Or like, what's your like favorite song ever? It's like, man, music to me, it's like, depends how you feel that day. Exactly. It's all you about know what the I mean? mood. Yeah. And right up into this, you know, quarantine, you get a lot of time to think at the house and stuff. But uh, running on empty Jackson Brown, mm-hmm. uh, working, you know, rotation, all this stuff, and you're going 100 miles a minute at the time. It seems like that one. Uh, and, I, and I drove all the time from college and then especially out to the rigs and everything else. So. That was one that uh, when I was driving down. I was are you still a music a guy in the car, or are you have you turned into a podcast oh, no, or still... a Audible books guy? It depends. If we're on a long road trip where I know we can finish it, yeah, I'll, I'll do the audiobook. Um, but if not, if if it's if it's a short commute, it's music. Well, the only podcast I listen to is um, around the around Rotary. the Rotary. Yeah, Ooh. I've listened to like all 133 that you've done. I've done like wow. 43. But yeah, okay. 43. That's You didn't hear me. I said 43. I'm not the engineer. I'm the, I'm not the one that's good at math. So anyway. Um, against the Wind, Bob Seger. Ooh, that's good. It is. You that's think good. about it. So Ooh, one thing that we've been doing, I've been just jamming out lately, Cats in the Cradle with Evelyn. Oh, she loves that Oh, I've been song. explaining that to her, being like, and like sometimes it's funny, like I'll say like, hey, do you understand why that's going on? She's, she'll look at me, she goes, yeah, daddy. Cats in the cradle. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you know what that means, but I dig it's it. Cute. Yep. I dig yep. it. And she loves kitty cats, so yeah. that's probably another reason. It works. But yeah, um, let's see. So got a new nephew and a, another kind of niece, uh, more cousin, but we call her the niece, uh, Sweet Baby James. Ooh. Play that to them when they're going to bed and stuff. So that one's like, you. that was what our uncle used to sing to us when we go to bed. So, um, And then as far as the genre, like you said, it kind of went into the mood. Yeah. Um, and and the thing I was going to kind of lead that into is, do you remember the last mixtape or CD that you had to do? Ooh. And it, when you put it in, do you immediately realize, like, oh, yeah, I remember making that. And I remember the last mixed CD that was given to me. 
And I do remember that. And every song on that brings me back to where it was. I mean, it was like every single song. But I remember the troubles with mixtapes and mixed CDs. Well, I n- I've never made any of them. Really? I've never gone through that. I've never, you never had Napster or Kazan had to put it together on, no. on your CD? No, but I would. I remember having friends and stuff give me like the, the best of the best during that well, time. Well, what would be your genre? Genre? Yeah, before we get into um, mixtapes, because this is a great point. Uh, well, I was the one that did the homework here, so I like literally like was listing out like my life. Okay. So I think the first one would be you two, uh, beautiful day. That was our song. When we were walking out of the it chapel was. when we got married. It was very cool. Uh, my second song would. Oh man, I forgot. Uh, the second one would be. I'm gonna skip the second just because I can't remember. Could be psycho killer. Oh, it is Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. Brownie points. Yes. Oh, my love. So that was me and my dad's favorite song. So we would play that over and over. Uh, The third one would be Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, that's your favorite band. Down, World Spiral. That is my favorite band in the whole world. Um, Fourth song would be Swimming Pools by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. That song is on repeat in my car. Literally. Beautiful song. <laughs> then my last song would be Bob Marley, um, No Woman, No Cry. Hmm. Hmm. I dig it. That is I the soundtrack yeah, of my I life. Okay. And I, I took you from birth to where I'm at. You kind of, yeah, you kind of covered it all. So, I mean, so you never actually had to deal with mix, making mixtapes. I've tapes. never done that in my life. First off, before CDs, there was tapes. I don't know if you know I, that. Oh, I did. I ruined a lot of tapes <laughs> trying to make The thing is, though, now, I feel like people these days, if you want to make a mixed tape for someone, you can really make them like a four-day-long like collection of music where you don't even think about. Back then, like, mixtapes were big. Like, you have to think about the song title, and you have to think of the lyrics in the song, and you have to mash it up kind of playing, like, you know, what's going to be the and, – and it was like a double tape deck. You had to – at the same time, press down. That was on a the good buttons. sound effect. See, that was that was In fancier than us. It, it was wait by the radio until it came on. Yeah, it was in record. Yeah, then you and you always catch some of the uh, the DJs like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, tune a mattress store for your all your mattress <laughs> needs, and here's Van Halen bounce. It's like I don't want this. But yeah, but you have to find one. That was a tough one. Mix mix CDs got a little bit easier, got a little bit easier, but still you had to match up. I mean, because they're always for a girl. You know what I mean? They were always for a girl. Unless it was like the summer mix for the boys, something like that. Wow, the summer. I mean, that's, that's, then it's, <laughs> knowing you, yes, you're like, hey, best hey, friend. Hey, we're all going to get in the car. <laughs> we got to have a road trip We're all song. getting into the jacuzzi. I've made this for you. <laughs> no, but I think, I mean, mix, you don't make mixtapes for the boys. You make mixtape for your, for oh, your car. Predominantly. For your car. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You go. For your yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you want to like you know, sneak the hint and like, hey, I dig you. Hey, you slide him hey, a mixtape. Yeah. That's cute. Would so, you have made me a mixtape? Oh, absolutely. What would be on it? Um, it would be on um, a lot of songs would be on it. A lot of, a lot of very sweet. I feel like emotional, uh, Take heartfelt. Take breath away, Berlin. Come yeah, on. like yeah, just uh, you know, just you know, you know Otis Redding, oh. like, just like some nice songs. And actually, speaking of Otis Redding, um, sitting on the dock of the bay came on uh, one time a couple months back. And I was looked, and I looked at my wife, and I looked at Monica, and I looked at her. And I said, "Hey, like my 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 dad used to, my mom used to maybe come downstairs and play this song over and oh, over man, and over." And oh. she's like, "And she's like, oh my god, really?" And I was like, "Wait a minute, time out. You know that's from a movie, right?" He's calling me out. And she and she goes, oh, she, <laughs> "She's like, yeah, I knew that." I'm like, "What movie?" She didn't know. I was like, "Top Gun." She goes. Okay, I have a confession to make. I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? She's like, all right, I've faked it till I made it. 
when when it comes to Top Gun. I've never seen it, but I've, I've always acted it. like I've seen it. We did. That we, well, we, did it. we did. We did it at your after house. That, yes. So after that conversation, then he tells you and you're like, we're doing this. You're, you guys are coming over. We had a great movie night. And, right. and actually, it was me and Teresa that were like super immersed with this movie. I felt as a husband not knowing that she'd never seen it. Either, so. <laughs> so what other secrets are you keeping from me? That's next time on Ride the Rover. <laughs> All right, let's get into the horror There's movies, guys. Two. Let's get into the horror movies. I remember, so speaking about DeVito, I remember uh, we actually recently purchased all eight um, um, uh, Friday the 13th. Yes. Yeah, we purchased uh, all eight. Because I remember growing up, like DeVito and I, we'd ride our bikes to Blockbuster. And you'd only run out three or two at the time. And we would get two. And we'd watch some in the afternoon, ride them back, and watch some in the evening. So we'd always have – so fr- so Jason Voorhees would be on my number one, like, nostalgic, like, killer. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. the horror movie mm-hmm. killer. He was my number one. You know, like back then. What, All right. So let's talk. Let's talk about the the genre. Michael Myers, man. Really, Halloween. Yeah, that one really got us. That was kind of you know that. What one. was creepy about him? Does he? Oh, just he was always there and he never tried to be. He was always pure evil. Yes. yes. Yeah, he would show up. Like people would be running, and then there he is. The kinda, other one was Chucky. Kind of like in laws. Yes. Uh, Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> my great aunt. This is horrible babysitting, but my great aunt recorded Chucky and Jaws and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We just we watched, just watched, we just watched Killer Clowns about two weeks it's ago. so good. So we were four years old watching that, and okay. she's just like, oh, yeah, you can put the movie on. But like, we'd be <laughs> awake all night, just like, I don't want to go to sleep. Do you want to go to sleep? And you're sitting in a room full of dolls. You're like, wait, you mm-hmm. saw Chucky? Yes. Exactly. And Jaws. I remember Jaws used to scare me. I didn't want to take baths. Never watched Jaws. Really? I'm oh, not- or if I went swimming in a swimming pool, I had this weird... Uh, imagination that if I was in the deep end, that there would be a shark, and I just remember keeping that. Curl up in your my toes, hoping. They oh, don't it was bite terrifying. Them. Like, see, that's uh, the thing, man. Like, I, I feel like ocean movies are like cave movies. They do more to like bore me out than they do to scare me. You know, like the descent. You get like, claustroph- claustrophobic though. Like, you're the type of person that I tell you that when you're yelling at me, I'm like, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I need space. <laughs> Never said that, but. <laughs> This is, yeah, he's going to, That's starting the from today. Uh-huh. And... I'm claustrophobic. I need space. <laughs> so wait, so there's, I mean, so let's, so back going back in the day, there was a lot of horror movies, a lot of huge, like, 70s, 80s, like, really good horror. I mean, I think they started experimenting with, like, all the like the gore and, like, the like the body count, like, and the, the ways they'd kill people. Friday 13th would be my go-to, you know, back in the day. Like that, I, I love the idea of like kids going out camping. You know what I mean? Everyone's having fun, but there's always those stereotypes. You know what I mean? There was the party girl, the geek boy, like the too cool for school cat that was like, you know what I mean? Like, and it was there's always rules. You know what I mean? I know they talked about this in Scream, which was Scream was a great resurgence. It of was horror, horror a slasher about. flick, man. Yeah, yeah that's I mean. You look at at what they did there and kind of rejuvenated it, I guess, just because you ended up you had what Jason nineteen when he's in outer space and it's like oh that was that crazy was horrible. right horrible really uh, horrible it did but then you know it's like as I grew up were the movies always that crappy and then you go back and rewatch it like no 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 they're still like the original thing and especially the twist there at the very end just don't want to have a spoiler alert for the the original Friday the Thirteenth I think mm-hmm. you can no if you, first off it's twenty twenty if you haven't seen a movie made what nineteen seventy eight that's on you. Uh, our wives. You, you've well, seen it. I've seen it. Well, Top Gun. Oh, oh. man, Jake. Oh, right. Sorry, in the Jake, heart. Jake. Trivia. What is uh, Jason Voorhees' mother's name? Oof. I know. Monica. No, her name's not Monica. No, no. no. <laughs> I'm 
I'm getting an audience help. Uh, Pamela Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees, that is correct. So do you think you would uh, you survive one of those uh, camp sessions? And why not? Uh, now, yes. High school Jake, no. Okay, why not Why not high school Jake? Which uh, guy were you in the uh, in the horror movies? Oh, the ones that was just out there to camp and have a good time. The one that, Not the, the one party. that like the one would read the sign. Mm-hmm. Not reading the signs of like, oh, there's a creepy shed right there and it, you know the lights keep going on and off. I, I would have been oblivious to it. <laughs> that would have been your make-out spot. Yeah. Yeah, let's go, let's go in this graveyard. Uh-huh. And yeah. Ugh, I, I would have been, um, I actually researched this. I think his name was uh, like Shelley Finkelstein or something like that. He was in uh, Friday the 13th Part 3. He was like the kind the of, mask. Yeah, that's when he first got his mask in the, the part three and the chapter three, excuse me. But like, <laughs> I would have been him. He was the guy that was like the, the goofy one, always like pulling pranks to like get laughs at, but like could, could never like, you know what I mean? Like all the other ones are like out there like hooking up, like, you know, and obviously that leads to their deaths. I would have been the guy like doing silly pranks and be like, I wonder why no one likes me. And then I got like hacked, yeah. probably taking a leak outside yep. or something. You remind me of the guy who actually explains the rules in Scream. Mm. Oh, I'd Jamie be that Kennedy. guy. Yeah, I'd be that guy. He's kind of a prankster, guy. but like take it serious enough. I could and, see that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was doing old school horror movies, but I'll, I'll take that. Who would you be? <laughs> I plead the fifth, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, edit that out. So uh, why? Because you're I'm the to... survivor. Okay. All right, so how does that play in James. The, so you'd survive in what in what ways? Um, well, mainly because I've watched so many horror movies that I know what not to do. So every time that we do something, I'm always like, on, I'm I'm ready. I'm you alert. Know. I'm on the lookout. I know what to look out for. Very observant. But I have to say, um, oh, I feel like I'm going to get on a soapbox. Get but, on a soapbox. So talking like through all the horror genres that are out there, there's such a plethora of different terrifying things. So you have the slashers, you have mm-hmm. the um, devil possessions, the paranormal, you know, the ghosts, all these kinds of different terrifying avenues. Um, but honestly, I, I think for me, the thing that made it most scary, and, and this is why, because... Um, if you are having a haunting in your house or a doll is possessed or if um, if y- your wife or, or somebody you knew all of a sudden is having demonic episodes, there is a, a number of resources out there that you can try to fix it. They have all these ghost hunters and they have all these priests for, you know, X, Y, and Z during these hauntings. But the one thing that really messes with my head would be the sci-fi, the aliens, because there isn't, uh, there's no validation for that type of scary thing to happen. And, you know, you've heard people that have been abducted and this, that, and the other. But I think for aliens, that for me is the most terrifying thing. So hands down, aliens, the whole... um, Whatever that is, the the extraterrestrial. extraterrestrial, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I mean the um with Sigourney Weaver, that whole oh, aliens, aliens, that whole um, it wasn't a trilogy; it's a lot more than three. But the the good ones were three. Yeah, yeah. You could maybe throw an alien resurrection, <laughs> but in all of them. I became Prometheus. Like I just became so engulfed and immersed with this whole um, genre of movies that I was 
terrified when Alien came out and I watched it for the first time. That scared the shit out of me. Right. Because there's no, and there's no, um, there's no resources. So if you have a friend that's like, oh, I'm going to, not that we have any, but if that ever happened. We do have friends. That got abducted oh. by Alien? Oh. That, <laughs> that you don't know about. That I don't know about yeah. yet. Invasion if of the Body there, Snatchers. If you're out there, I'll be your friend. I actually, mean. fun fact, uh, the role of Sigourney Weaver in Alien was actually not written as a boy or a girl until, I guess, someone uh, was cast in it. And that's when they kind of filled that role. Okay. And I think all the other roles, too. Is that true? Uh, we don't have the internet in here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's true. And if it's he not true... He likes to just make stuff up, so I never know. And if it's not true, uh, this is fact-checking. I, like I don't care. Uh, interesting fact. Uh, it might have not been a cat. It could have been a dog, but, you know. Well, yeah, fact-check me. <laughs> I mean, they were going on the species. They wrote the role after they, you know, cats. Well, what would be your, uh, what would be your uh, scary town uh, genre? My scary town genre, like, uh, like what movies creep you out the most? Man, the stuff that's actually kind of hits more home. Um, so, like the the say something that can you could definitely see happen in real life. Maybe uh, the serial killer one, or like the the person next door, they you know Ted Bundy style and stuff. Inconvenient truth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Social so dilemma. much so, so much so, yes. <laughs> um, but no, it's funny. You, Go back and you look at Terminator and like technology taking over the world and stuff, and you keep hearing some of these things about AI, AI how great it's going to yeah. be, and then you're like, well, all it does is take one. It takes one, one Skynet. It itself, takes one yeah. Skynet. So. Skynet. <laughs> That's so yeah, but you know, actually, Monica, we can kind of get into this. I've always so like we'll watch like these like uh, what are they paranormal yeah, movies? We do. Oh, you're gonna, like kids, I know what you're going to bring like up. Kids are like you know, this is like great thing, and like there's like and we're sitting there watching like these paranormal like horror movies. I love the ghost stories. I'm obsessed with the ghost stories. I've had personal experiences. I know a friend, uh, Ghost Adventures, Aaron, who does that kind of thing. So he, he kind of ruined uh, paranormal ghost movies because. So let me set it up. Debunking them or what? Uh, no, 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 no. So I always figure, awful. I always feel this. You know, when, when, you know, when you watch like these like new age like horror movies with like this doll and like they turn around like it's a rock and chair that kind of moves a little bit and they turn back around and like a book falls and like kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm watching this. I'm just sitting there. I was like, man, I don't know if it's I'm lazy. But if I was a ghost, I would be. I wouldn't like invest so much energy into scare, trying to like doing these elaborate bullshit plans. You know what I mean? I would just like turn the corner. There I am, like in my like in my tidy waddies. Boom! That's your fear. Boom! <laughs> Move out. Here's out my butt crack. Yeah. So while, while we're sitting there watching, I'm like, I kind of feel like it's like a very like uh, like flamboyant friend out there. It's like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do first. I'm gonna have the rocking chair just move just a little bit. I'm gonna start that faucet dripping. It's gonna be drip, drip. Drip. I'm gonna slide that rocking chair over. Soon, slam the door. It's gonna make him jump. It's gonna make him jump. You know, like I, so I kind of started looking. I was like, I kind of feel like these elaborate ghosts, like long, like draw them into like the scary thing. Are very flamboyant. Yeah, there's like, yeah. like, well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have that picture drop twice. So we'll watch scary movies, and literally, like you'll see the rocking chair just ever so slightly, mm-hmm. and then I hear JP going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him with this first. And I'm going to get him with this next. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, a, I'm just, a, little just a little bit. bit. Just a tiny bit. See, I haven't gotten into the paranormal stuff. No? No. Just not my cup of tea. Maybe it's because it is a little too slower. It's too, uh, The buildup. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Are you, not, are not you a gore me. fan? I don't know. Sometimes, like, when uh, Saw had just come out and then Hostel, it's like, okay, man, those were 
Those are messed up movies. See, yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking about like the cheesy like '80s like horror flicks, like when they like, like they like rip the body in half. Like it's like <laughs> so fake, it's so gory, but it was done so well. Yeah, I love watching old B movie scary films and stuff. Did you notice though that on the old movies, while the uh, FX were done, in my opinion, just incredible. I mean, CGI kind of ruined it. I think for a lot of the cinematography, but the blood color. Do you notice there's Super a huge... Red. real yeah, dark. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like back in the day, it was this neon kind of red color. Now it's like these, this blood needs oxygen. <laughs> yeah. No. So the reason why was because they wanted it to be almost not lifelike, and that was how they were able to, to get oh, that Oh, so that was, there yeah. was the, the goal. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that. I remember the movie Evil Dead 2. <laughs> that was one, one of my go-tos growing up. That's a good movie. Which actually is actually pretty funny with Ash. Yeah. He did Army of Darkness after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I, I just remember the, the chainsaw hand. Oh, yeah. That was, that'd be a good one. Okay, so would, would dolls creep you out? The hauntings of dolls? Dolls creep, doll Yeah, they possessed? do. I don't know why, because besides Chuck, you've never seen a, a doll really go in and, like, throw haymakers and, like, ruin a family. But, yeah, just, like, that porcelain <laughs> face and, like, them just, like, staring at you. I'm like, close your eyes. Uh, Teresa and I stayed in an Airbnb in the had dolls in it i was just like this is how shit starts this is like this the is jake where, that's evolved you know like yeah. a, a observant like i don't know if this is the place we want to be <laughs> have you ever had a scary experience jake oh man you know you, you, like when you get the back of your neck and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. like that yeah you're out in the middle of the woods by yourself and you're always by yourself right and yeah you just kind but of have you sudden, ever seen anything no 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 nothing nothing Ooh. like Ow. that nothing like that Mm-mm. all right so are you doing anything for Halloween this year? Uh, staying at the house, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we're going to friend's party. Sky and Mike Tessari's. A friend's party. Mm-hmm. Socially distanced, of course. Sit masking. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you have anything else? Uh, what else? What else we got? Do um, you think you'd survive a zombie apocalypse? Do I have a little bit of a heads up? Or is it how much has that? How much? Well, I mean, think about this. Three Zom- days. I think a zombie apocalypse, I think now with your phones uh, by your side, you probably have about two and a half, three days before it actually all hell breaks loose. Well, Houston's kind of a huge population. It is. So that's that's the thing, right? Like if it happens somewhere else, then yeah, you got enough lead time to be like, all right, let's go stock up and I've got a cabin that we can go kind of backpack your, out and, and all your, that And your stuff. weapon of choice would be what? Man, you can only pick one? Yes. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Okay, good. Uh, how, 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 how do you kill that? How do you kill him? Well, you kill a zombie like you'd kill any other zombie. Have, is it the head? You, it's is the that head. for sure? Do we know that? No, you hurt their feelings until they walk away. You're ugly. Oh, man, your skin's oh, rotting. Disgusting. You're, you're well, so if there's gross. anything oh, walking man, dead, stink. Tatcha. You stink. Japanese samurai sword or something like that. I would do a samurai time. sword, too. Just because you can't run out of bullets. And no, and like you that. sharpen that thing. It also looks cool. If you know yeah. how to use it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I think if you go into some deserted town when there's all these people around you, you pull out a samurai sword, like, but well, this guy saying, knows what he's talking about. Why are you saying deserted town? We live in Houston. Okay, fine. If you walk in a deserted building, all right, and this, like, local it's clan. Over, it's overran this by lo- zombies. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, this local clan of survivors. They're like, who is this guy? And I'm like, guys. He's setting him up, himself up for su- succeeding I'm in just, this yeah. scenario. Well, okay, if someone walks in this office right now with a samurai sword, you're like, this guy knows what's going on. But we're not zombies. 
But that's the other thing about a zombie worried. apocalypse. I would be worried. I'd be like, we need to call the cops immediately. At what Why point? Is- at what, I got a question. At what point after I'm bit would you decide to kill me? And would you kill me? Did we fight earlier or? Probably. Probably that. Probably like, well, we should have gotten the car earlier or something like that. <laughs> you should have moved my car first. Something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know. I love you too much. You're my best friend. So I'd be like, I'd wait till the very last. I'd have to see that change. You'd have to see the cloud, let the yeah. eyes cloud over. Yeah. No, me and you are Shaun of the Dead. I'd have you in my shed. Oh, just man. chained up. Just chained, like, you yeah. would, Jake. Yeah, you would. would have him like chained in your, like, in your backyard where it was like. I guess. And Can I we, see my husband? And then we can play. And then we, yeah, then I can be just playing Xbox every day. There you go. There That's you it. Go. That's a cute scenario. So, what is your weapon of choice, Monica? Um, love and understanding. Love and understanding. <laughs> I'd hug everybody. Rainbows and butterflies. No, I'd probably do a machete. A machete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just because like for a, close quarters. Well, because a sword, I feel like that's it's so long and it. <laughs> It's difficult to maneuver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, I'm a thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's not as easy. It's like the baseball bat, but if it gets stuck in the flesh, right? It's, right. it's harder to retract and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like a machete would be the right amount of metal and... Yes. The metal length will be good in that yes. machete. Yes. I, I agree with that. I think that's probably a good. I think it's probably a good, uh, good safe bet. So anyway, so if you had to live in any decade, what would it be? <laughs> what? Because I'm closing Man, this I, up. I, I think the 70s. I'm gonna be early 80s. Monica. Um, man, I don't like this question. I want to be in the future. Like 20 years from now, or 200. No, years I want to. I to like 200 years from now. I want like. I want to go, yes, I want like deep into the future. Jetsons. Just because like the past, we already know there's a lot of messed up stuff that's happened in the past. And plus in the future, they'll probably have some VR horror movies. Oh, well, they're already doing it with video games. So they are doing the video game. You got anything else you wanted to bring up here, Jake, before we uh, get kicked off and throw them steaks in that sous vide? I think we're good, man. All right, man. Well, Jake, Monica, thank you two so much for coming uh, on the Round the Rotary Halloween special. We love you. And everyone out there, have a safe and spooky Halloween. And uh, next time, Jake's on, we'll we'll try to bring up uh, the other stuff that's going on in the the (laughs) Conica Concha world. Till then, everyone have a spook. Anyone have any Halloween jokes? Knock, Uh, knock. Oh, dang it. Who's there? Boo. Boo-hoo. Don't cry. That was going to be my joke. Oh. <laughs> All right, there you have it. That's a uh, round the rotary knock knock jokes. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, take care and stay scary. <laughs>